Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic edition of Beyond the Glory podcast. A very special one coming at you, Grizzly Fest 2020. And so we have a very special alumni with us from GDC Men's Soccer and Mr. Jacker. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. Um, you are notorious for the shout outs. So do you, throughout this conversation, be thinking about it. And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you out of here with as many shout outs as you need. How's that sound? Sounds good. So given the circumstances with, with COVID and the climate, how, how I know you're still in Atlanta uh, outside of Lawrenceville, yep. but you're, are you staying healthy? How are you doing? Um, what, what's, what's the pandemic affected you health-wise? You okay? Yeah, I'm doing well. Like, obviously, I think the club have been great, obviously, with the protocols and everything. So we have, it hasn't changed that much for us. Uh, we've been able to train and, and play just as normal. So, like I say, you're just lucky to be in the position I'm in and, and be safe. And this is a big week for, for us here at GGC. It's our version of homecoming. Uh, Grizzly Fest is going on right now. It's all virtual. So this is a 100% alumni episode here on the Grizzly Grouse Show. And that's why we wanted to invite you on the show. So in true homecoming fashion, as everyone reminisced and tells stories, what's, what's your right out of the gate here, your favorite memory at GGC? I think for me, is I thought about this one for a while. And um, for me, it's... It's actually making the last site, you know, like making nationals mm -hmm. in the last in my last season, because I feel like we had great teams all the year, like from the start to the end, but we never, you know, we we weren't able to get that that far. Um, and the way we went out against Thomas, my third year, is kind of like I scored that goal. That was probably the best goal. I don't know how it went in, but scored three goals away from home, and you'd think that would be enough against any other team to go through the nationals, but uh, unfortunately it wasn't. And just the way we went out that year just made it very special the next year when we were able to go the next step and i think for me like soccer wise that was probably it um trips wise i think denver when we went to denver was just unbelievable experience and just you know one of the experiences you have when you you come to a place like ggc i do you hear on two stories i get a feeling this will be the longest interview we do because we're you and i are just going to reminisce yeah. the entire time i'll never forget the denver trip because the folks at Johnson Wells were, were super welcoming. You know what I mean? They were hospitable. We played outside the, the Colorado Rapids Stadium. Yeah. Great environment, great scenery. But I've never felt like everyone was against us before. Like every, yeah. every team that we played, every fan we came in, every, everybody wanted us yeah, to lose. Yeah, just as and soon as we got there. forget that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, just felt like we were here as soon as we got there, you know. And uh, it was just to go there. And for me, it was just the trip as well as itself. Just being with, obviously, Everyone, special people, and uh, uh, um, Red Rocks when we went up there. Yeah, that's yeah, something that's I'll just cool. never forget. You know what I mean? The experience yeah. there, and, and uh, yeah, that's just an experience. Like, like I say, you'll never forget. And then a credit to you and Coach Deku and that senior class from 2017. You're right. Getting over that opening round hump and and getting to the final site was a feather in a cap. But I've been doing this long enough that I see teams that accomplish that goal. And then they're just play like we're happy to be here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're, we're in Miami. We're in Delray Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful scenery again. And you're just, oh, this is a vacation. This is a trip. But but you guys weren't satisfied by just getting there. That was a huge win in that first match to to take on uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan and what it was, the quarterfinals. And I got a feeling Coach Deku's going to talk about that game and that team forever for yeah. what you guys accomplished. Yeah, I think, to be honest, it's, it's a good – it's a good representation of, you know, you don't have to go to one of these big massive schools. Like we can compete at that level. Do you know what I mean? Like 
relatively new as opposed to other schools. But, you know, to be able to be one of the first teams to, you know, get us to that level and, and show that we could compete at that level was uh, was massive, do you know what I mean? And, and even now, like watching like the teams that are going to be playing in the in the next few years, it just it feels good to be the, one of the first ones to to obviously get us there and uh, and put our our school on the map. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to go to one of these big massive schools to end up where you want to be. It's, you know, you get equal opportunity if you come to a school like GGC as well. Not to get too sentimental too soon here, but I hope I say you guys, you're you're going to carry the GGC soccer alumni flag yeah. right now. Yeah. But I hope you guys understand when these current teams, or should I say teams since you graduated, when they do things like win the AII and win the opening round and go to California, mm -hmm. this year it's in Georgia, believe it or not, really? the, the final site is, when that happens, you guys are on that journey. You may not be in a jersey, you may not be on the bus, you may not be on the plane mm -hmm. that season, but because of what you all did, this year's team or the current team, mm -hmm. they get ranked high enough because of that accomplishment, yeah. because of that season. They receive votes in the poll because of that. And to a degree, after we host so many of these tournaments time and time again, here comes poor Bellevue again. Yeah, it comes to GDC, yeah. and they get beat because they know this is the pedigree that comes with GDC, and you guys have a lot to do with that. And I hope when you when you hit the button on social media, you read it, you're just as much as part of that as anyone on that team that scored goals or stopped them from scoring goals. Yeah, I mean that's something you can be proud of as well. Like me, Sharpie, Morty, like all the lads. Um, like that's something we can be proud of. Do you know what I mean? Like just the way it works with the college. Like a lot of it's based off the last season and the last performances and. And how will their college see you? You know what I mean. But just to create that good perspective of our school is, you know, something you'd be proud of. We got the shout outs out to three. That's three name drops. We've got yeah. Callum. We got Sharpie. We're gonna see how many we can get in here. Yeah. But uh, going back to the timeline, you you graduate in 2017. The year we go to the quarterfinals in Delray Beach, and, and then here we are today. Now you're you're wearing different colors and a yeah. different and a different logo and a different shield on your shirt. So let's talk about how, how did you get hooked up with Atlanta United to get that first tryout in that training session? I think, to be honest, it, it was Deku when he set up. I think it was my sophomore year. He set up for Tony Annan, the, the academy director, to come in and have a chat with us. And obviously, I knew of him, but I didn't. I'd never met him before, but I knew obviously of him because we were from the same place back home. Um, so I think that was the first time I was really open to like, all right, like there, there might be a path here where I could go professional. You know what I mean? Because when I first came over, there wasn't really a clear path of like, all right, you can go here and then you can go there. Um, so I think that was when it when it first, when I thought, all right, you know, I could have a chance here. Um, and it was basically out of the blue that I went, Sharpie went to Gated, I followed him to Gated. Sharpie <laughs> came here, I followed him here. Sharpie goes to Atlanta and I followed, you can't get rid of us, do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just text Tony out of the blue and I just, I think I got. I might even got his number off Sharpie and just said, "Look, uh, like you know who I am now. Um, obviously from the from the meeting in college, and um, would there be any chance of a trial?" And it was basically just hoping he'd give us the opportunity, you know. And and he said, "Look, I'll, I'll see what I can do and try and get you like a week's trial." And obviously I went in, and and obviously Sharpie's the goalkeeping coach, so obviously I seen him and just tried as hard as I could. And and uh, the one week turned into two weeks, to three weeks, and then because I was local and. You know, it worked out. I ended up staying on trial for like three months. So I was training with. I felt like I was part of the team before I was even in the team. And um, at the end, yeah, they offered us a professional contract, which I mean, for me, like I've lived in this city for nearly six years now, so it's kind of like a second home, you know. So you can't really, I can't really explain how how much it means to us to play for Atlanta, coming from GDC. I had to think there for a minute. You you said 
you knew Tony from back home, and I was like, I don't think he means Atlanta. He, he means no, Newcastle. yeah. Well, he, he was uh, Wall's End, the, the team that I played for in Newcastle. He was heavily involved there as well. So it's kind of like you couldn't write it really. You know, he just I'm just thankful for the opportunity that he gave us. Um, and then obviously I just worked as hard as I can to, you know, to fortunately be in the position that I am now. How did he contact you, or how did Atlanta United contact you to, that they wanted to sign you? Um, how did they tell you? It was a nightmare of a day, to be fair. So I've been training all the time. I knew I was doing well, but you know, over the years you you get used to being like, you know, you've done well, but da 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 da, you're not going to get signed. And I'd have that my whole life. Probably been rejected 15, 20 times off clubs back home. Um, so obviously I trained for all that time, and they basically said, all right, we're going to have one day where we're going to have a meetings with every player. And you're either going to go in and it's going to be yes or no. So I've seen people leaving with black bags, like, that's it, I'm off. And they're like, Jack, your, your meeting's last, so you're going to be your last. So I was waiting in the facility for about three hours, like sweating, just like, I was like, oh, just, I was just thinking in my head all the time, they're going to say this, but you're not going to be signed. Walked in, obviously I was the last one, and they said like how, how happy they were with the way I trained and like my character and stuff like that and how much I'd helped the boys, even when I wasn't even playing, just training with them. And uh and they were just like, yeah, we're going to offer you a professional contract. And then when I when he heard, when I said that, that's all I heard. You know, I didn't hear anything before. There after. wasn't a but. No, nah, I was just like, there was no but. And I just walked out and then probably the best day, best day of my life. Pretty cool. And I know on December 5th is when you actually signed that contract. Yeah. Um, what, what was that like? I know you got family back home that yeah. were with you in spirit. Yeah. Um, you, you had some friends here. How did you try to enjoy that day? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was brilliant for, I mean, it's a moment I've dreamed for forever. You know what I mean? Um, like I say, I've been rejected a lot back home and you've just got to keep going and going and going and, you know, persevering with what you believe, you know, you've got to just trust your own ability. And when, when that day came, it was just, it's just unbelievable. It's like for me and my family, it was just, you know, I know how proud they are of me and um, I just couldn't believe it really. It took a few, took a few weeks to settle in and, you know, and, and kind of be like, all right, now I need to push on again. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I remember Coach Deku, we'll say came down to my office, but it was a pretty healthy jog. Yeah. Came down to, to our office and told us that this was going to happen. And even when he told me, it wasn't that I didn't believe it. It's just we hadn't had anyone do it yet. And so the fact that you were the first, yeah. it, it paved the way, so to speak. But it also went, this is a reality. For Coach Deku and recruiting and his program, this is a reality. This can happen. Yeah. And then I remember seeing the 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 publication from Atlanta United, yeah. and I'm like, it can happen. It is going to happen. There's more coming too. Yeah, I mean that that was a big thing for me. Um, obviously, like I say, going back to my other point, you don't have to go to one of these big division one schools to be, you know, given the opportunity. Like to be the first one is something I'm very proud of. Do you know what I mean? It just shows that like other clubs that are looking for players. You know, they could see that name now, GGC, and recognise it just from, you know, what's happened. Um, so, like, to help the programme and the universities, like, as much as I can is everything that I want to do. And, obviously, it's very proud of being the first professional player to come from this place. Absolutely. You you tote that grizzly flag with a ton of pride, and we greatly appreciate it. We're so proud of you and what you've done so far. Yeah. We know we know there's more to come. But give us some insight. What, what's it like to be a professional soccer player? I mean, what's that, that daily regiment like? I think there's there's a there's a fictitious belief that you know you're sleeping on clouds and you're yeah, eating I mean, the best it, breakfast, but there, there's a grind to it. No, yeah, it's to be honest, it's, it's like some of my mates play professional back home, and obviously you didn't really know what they mean about like until you're actually in the same position yourself. 
Um, and like, we'll get up early, we'll go have breakfast, you'll train. And then say, if we have a double day, you'll be go back to rest and you come back again to train. But if not, then obviously you'll have lunch and there's gym after that. And and just like the games, people think like, oh, it's, you know, it's, you just show it's brilliant being a professional, yeah. but it's a lot of hard work, you know, it's stressful. And like, obviously traveling for the games, like we're never on the same clock, you know what I mean? You're sleeping up all over the place. Um, but obviously I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything else in the world. You know, this is what I want to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not all as pretty as everyone says it is. There is a certain level of excitement to it, especially for you going back to signing day, your training, you get your first professional match in in March and yeah. then boom, the pandemic grows farther than any of us could ever imagine. Yeah. What was your immediate reaction and how did you find out that, Hey, the, this season is going to be put on pause and it may not happen at all. Yeah. I mean, I think the club pretty much shut it down quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I think out of like all the clubs in America, Atlanta's probably the best for the protocols. Like all the doctors and the, and the, and the, um, physios and everything, they, they put everything together where everything's been so safe. Um, and obviously I'm just grateful just to keep playing, um, and being able to play this season. Cause I was thinking, you know, it took all oh, 24 years to get to this, you know, this point and now I'm not going to play it. You know what I mean? So, I just thought, you know, it might not, it might not be, but um, I'm just grateful that I was able to, to still play and still, you know, showcase my ability as well. Well, patience prevails, and yeah. you started in all 16 games for Atlanta United 2, their yeah. USL team, their development team, and you had 21 successful crosses. Yeah. And for your position in the entire league, it's one of the highest marks. Yeah. You, you had a, a couple of assists too, and in true Jack Gurr faction, a rocket of a goal versus Miami. Yeah. Um, I will say that when I saw the goal, uh, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. But I did have to watch the replay and go, he hit that with his right foot. Yeah. That's that's uh, we're normally seeing the rockets from the left yeah, side yeah. for you. Yeah. But uh, that that uh, yeah. that uh, that and the missile. Camera, and the cameraman he'd sacked as well. <laughs> if that was Mahoney, he wouldn't have missed that. So that's the only shot I took like that. It was upper upper ninety two as well. And he man. changed the camera angle before I hit it. <laughs> so. I mean, you couldn't write it, to be honest, like, honestly, coming in, obviously, I didn't know what the professional environment was. Obviously, it's my first year. Um, so, I, like, my mine and my family's goal was was just to play every game, you know, to be in the starting line of every game. Um, and to come out at the end of the season and, and create the most chances in the league from my position out of any player is, like, I couldn't ask for anything more. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a, like, a great first season for me, but obviously, there's still a lot to build on and a lot to improve. Um so I'm just excited what you know for next season now. I can only imagine it's a different level of soccer at the professional yeah. level. What have you learned? What have you developed in your game most recently as a professional? I think it's just the pace of play, you know, and, and it's just a lot quicker and, and you come up against players where you just think like, wow, he's good. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 very, very it's fast and, and it's more in the mind than you think. Like there's a lot of smart players. Um and it's just getting used to that level. Um and a big thing for me was to prove I can play at this level as well, you know, which I think I have. And obviously I'm ambitious, so I want to test myself at the next level as well. So just play as high as I can and, and do as well as I can for the club, you know, in the city as well. Like like I say, Atlanta's a great city for me and, and uh, just do as much as I can for the club. You mentioned the mental side of being a professional. Physically, you've got gifts. You've got tools and yeah. you're learning and growing those. But how comforting was it mentally when you look over the bench, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you see your best friend and, and Lewis Sharp, the yeah. guy that kind of made the first connection from yeah. GDC to Atlanta United, 
He's the goalkeeper coach for A2. Yeah. And h- how much of a blessing was that to, to have such a, a good friend there in this experience? I mean, he's just been fantastic for me, Sharpie. Um, from the moment I got here to right now, um, he's been brilliant. He's done nothing but help us. And without him, I'd probably go back home, you know, a lot sooner. Um, so even at Atlanta, he's, he's, a, he's great to see him every day. It's kind of like surreal. Like, you know, he's, he's the coach, so I can't be like too friendly with him, you know. But like, you know, we're, we're, we're all really close best mates. So it's it's... It is. It's just nice for him to be there, and we've obviously got Tony Annan, who's from Newcastle as well, and, and Stephen Glass played at Newcastle, so it's, it might be GDC again. We're kind of like taking it over again. Um, but now nah, Sharpie's been brilliant for me, and, and he deserves everything that he's getting as well. He's a, he's a fantastic coach, and, and I'm sure he'll go at the top as well. So he's not your direct coach. He's a goalkeeper coach. You're in the field. Yeah. But like, has he had to have like a a serious moment with the team to discipline them or to get serious? And you're just like looking at the stars because you're like, I can't look at him in the eyes right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it's more of like like Tony or Glacio, you know, they'll talk to the team. And and honestly, I know when I speak to Sharpie about my performance, he'll tell us honestly, you know what I mean? So that's that's a great thing for me because I'll go speak to him and say like, you know, how did I do? Because um, I'm pretty self-critical on myself. You know, I always think I've done like worse than I have, like after the game and I look over the videos and stuff. And Sharpie's good. He just tells us honestly straight down the line and, for that, it's like, you know, that's a nice voice. You know, he's trying to help us, but he's just being honest as well. So I think to have him in that capacity as well is, is brilliant. And and obviously when he's he's coaching, it's just trying to look at him. Because I, I can imagine that characteristic of honesty is good in a coach and a best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's brilliant. Like like I say, he's fantastic. And, and uh, it just makes it even better every day when I turn up and I see him. You know what I mean? It's just... It's just great to have him, have him amongst us. Very cool. Um, I want to ask this question. Um, I was looking at Twitter and somebody submitted this question and I clicked on the profile and I realized it was Steve DeCoo. So how, <laughs> Brilliant. how has GGC soccer prepared you for being a professional? Yeah, and uh, this is one I was thinking about as well. And, and to be honest, honestly, probably not like soccer related at all. Um, like I say, when I first came here, I wouldn't say I had an attitude problem, but I was... I could have been more mature, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I butt heads a lot with, with Deku and, and and the way they've transferred me to Atlanta is probably more as a person. So I wouldn't even say it's like soccer related. It's, you know, he always bangs on about when you come in as a kid and you leave as a man, you know what I mean? And I'm just 17 coming in, off, fresh off the plane, just Deku, just let us play. You know what I mean? Just, you know, I'm not bothered about anything like that. But honestly, it's like some night I clicked or the last two years, where I really changed my mentality and thought, you know, there, there could be something for me here. Um, and that's what I thank them for the most out of everything, not even soccer related. I just say that the difference in person of me when I first came, it was when I left, it's just, that's shaped my life. You know what I mean? And it's changed me as a person, which has evidently helped us um, the way I look at everything now. What's your emotional or infatuation connection to GDC today? Are you still... Follow the team. Yeah, obviously coach. I'll always follow the team. Like I text him this morning saying like, "What time are the boys training?" Obviously I I wanted to come and watch, but um, like I say, when they play, obviously I'd love to come out and watch the games, get on the headset with you. And uh, oh, it is done and done. This is just the beginning, my friend. You have no so, idea what I have in store for you next so, semester. You'll see. Yeah, obviously to keep the connection going as well, because you know Deku came over there and, and brought me from England, so it was like just to repay him as well and and help help GGC as much as I can moving forward as well. It's not just like I'm I'm done and on the better that you know what I mean? It's like you know, this is the foundation of where I've got to and and uh, I appreciate like yourself, James and all the guys here, 
you've all played a part in, in where I am today, you know. Not that I need a favor, but I got a feeling Coach Taku is going to the, – the, there's a, the training track, and then there's coaching, and there's administrative – I got a feeling he's going to shuffle you toward the recruiting side of things. We need we need more Jack Gers from Newcastle. Yeah. We, we need more left wings with that right foot yeah, yeah. Uh, here in GDC. So we might have to figure out, like, how to – on your polo there, we might have to put, like, the G-claw on one side and then the A2 on the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Might have to figure out – just let you just walk around and land. Yeah, I mean, in any, in any capacity that I can help the school, obviously I will. Um like I say, just to repay everything that, that you know, the faith that they've given me as well. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're we're so proud of you, Jack. Um, your season just got over with yeah. A two, yeah. So you're kind of in this weird influx, uh, being in the USL, MLS is still playing. Give us an idea of what's next for you. What's what's on the horizon? The next thing for me is is just personally is just to reach the highest level that I can. You know what I mean? And like I said, you never know what's going to happen with the first team or or you know injuries or whatever it's just try and prove that i should be you know in the top team um and just working as hard as i can to be able to get at that level um and that's that's all i'm trying to do obviously like i say this season we played our our team was the youngest team in the in the usl we've got like 15 16 year old kids playing um so it's kind of like you know i'm 24 if i go to any other team i'm probably the young one of the youngest players but in this team i'm like one of the, the old figureheads you know so it's kind of adopted that role um, but I believe in the system that they do and I, and I believe in like what they're trying to do with the kids and, and everyone else. And for me, just play as well as I can, as well as help the, the younger lads as, as well as I can and, and try and see where I can go from here, see how high I can go and, and see how much I can improve. Well, Jack, I think this is the part of every interview for all Grizzlies that you get your shout out. So go ahead, take yeah, us home. I'd like to uh, shout out Sharby, Mauds, L from uh, Australia, Luke, Cami, Ariana. Kersha, my mom, my dad, Paul, Terry, Pat, Lee, Helen, Eden, Lewis, and my cat, Tingy. That's it? You got way more followers than that. Well, I've got more, like, but I'll be here all day. Okay. So just, all right. We'll just leave we it just want, We want to cover all of our bases. We've got GDC shout-outs. We've got Atlanta United shout-outs. We've got, we got Newcastle shout-outs. Just want to make sure we get them all in. That's all. I don't want to leave anybody disappointed. Yeah. You good? Uh, Hackett, Liam, there my brother-in-law. There you go. They're always, they're always He'd be devastated. Well. He loves Mahoney. Yeah, he does. We, we, we um, I forget what game it was. I think it was the first game after yeah, COVID. Yeah. Him and I started DMing because we yeah, were both watching yeah. the game on TV yeah. together. It was good stuff. Yeah, he's like secretly scouting for GBC. Oh, I love like, it. I love it. Like Shout out to Liam. Shout out to Liam. All right. Thanks for being on the show, Jim. Appreciate it.